and say hello. Hello, everybody. Um, like I said, my name is Hunter. I am uh, doing student ministries and kind of everything else at Coastline, uh, kind of like tech, Instagram related. And I, I did want to say thank you to all the people who voted uh, in the Instagram poll yesterday on what you guys thought was better between rain or shine. I thought about that because it was raining. And I said, I want to see what the Coastline family thinks. And absolutely no surprise at all that the Coastline family chose Sunshine. That was the number one winner with a bullet head and shoulders above any other choice. And so every Monday I'll be posting oh, this or that, and it's so fun to see people engage. And maybe I'll have some people um, defend their takes next time. But like I said, um, I'm really excited to be here sharing a little bit tonight. And um, I, I love when Megan, I mean, I love Megan. It was so great having her on here. I, it took a little bit of convincing, but I think she did a great job. But I always love that. And, and I'm not just saying that because I got to, to answer some questions, but I always love when you get to know people, uh, especially people in your church. You know, we're talking about Coastline as family. Uh, it's one of our foundational beliefs. And I think that it's just so fun to get to know people. And, and Megan and I, if you've ever hung out with us, one of the best ways we have found to get to know people is to show your favorite YouTube videos. We have people come over and the conversation will go, we'll eat dinner, we'll hang out, maybe some dessert, and it'll nine times out of 10, nine times out of 10 transition to us talking about YouTube videos and eventually me handing you the remote to our TV and saying, why don't you play your favorite YouTube video? I feel like a YouTube video is a really, really good way to get to know someone. And so I want to show you guys one of my favorite YouTube videos. And I'm going to play this right now. It's going to come up on your screen. And, and, and what I need to tell you before anything else is that you are going to think that there is something wrong with your screen. You're going to think that there's something wrong. You're going to think that the sound and the, the screen are off. It's, it's just some weird fluke. But I promise you, it is not that. You don't need to adjust anything. The video that I'm going to show you will sound broken, but I can assure you it's not. What I'm about to show you is this guy who plays a Phil Wickham song, a Phil Wickham song we all know called This Is Amazing Grace, but he plays it one beat ahead of the actual song. So what that means is if the song is one, two, three, four, instead of coming in on the one, he comes in on the two. And it sounds awful. It sounds terrible. So I'm going I'm to quit talking and I'm going to play this video so you guys can see it.
Isn't that the worst video you've ever seen in your entire life? Isn't that the worst video ever? It's, it just it just breaks my brain, and I and I just think it sucks, and I just think it's awful. Um, and I, I played it for Garrick today in the office, and I was like, "What do you think of this?" And he said, "It hurts my brain, and I don't know why." I, and I think that's a very 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 appropriate response. It hurts your brain, and you just don't know why. And again, I told you why. Comes in one beat too late. And we hear that, and the way that you can explain this perfectly is that that video, he is off rhythm. In that video, he is completely off rhythm. He is one beat ahead of the song. And it's something that is so simple to fix, but it ruins the entire song. It ruins the entire song. It's so simple to fix, but it ruins the entire song. And I think that's a very, very powerful point. We have a rhythm of our life. We have a pace in our life. We have a tempo of our life. In fact, we might even have a song of our life. And there are certain things that we do in our life that keep us in rhythm, keep us on tempo, keep us on beat. But little things come up or big things come up that throw us completely off rhythm. And we wake up one morning and we're looking around and we're like, wait, why is my life like this? Why am I more angry? Why am I more stressed? Why do I have more greedy thoughts? Why am I making more judgments about people? Why am I not reading my Bible? Why am I not excited about church and what God is doing in my community? What is going on? And you look at your life and you say, I am off rhythm. Someone is playing this beat a little bit too fast. We have all of these rhythms in our life that lead to this big rhythm of life, kind of our way of life. And as Christians, we know that our way of life, the, the perfect way of life we could live is that of Christ the one that Jesus modeled for us in the Gospels. And, and you know, he's God in the flesh, and, and we know that is our rhythm of life. His life, the life that God has for us, that is our rhythm. And as Christians, we're doing everything we can to stay on that beat. That is the macro rhythm of our life. And it's really fascinating because we've all experienced the collective trauma in 2020. We've all experienced a collective trauma in COVID-19. And I think if we were to ask anybody, we ask anybody around, we would say, look, COVID was rough. And they'd say, yeah, completely threw everything off. I'm so out of rhythm because of COVID-19. And I completely agree with that. I mean, healthcare is thrown out of rhythm. Your family routine thrown out of rhythm. Your work has been thrown out of rhythm. Your finances have been thrown out of rhythm. Heck, everything you knew, graduations, vacations, weddings, funerals, everything was thrown out of rhythm. And I think it's easy to look at our entire 2020 or even the beginning of 2021 and say, look, everything's off rhythm. Look how bad everything is because of COVID. And I don't want to deny that COVID has been bad. Over 500,000 Americans have lost lives. Some people that we know. And that's super Tragic. That's awful. And, and, and that breaks my heart. But we live in a Romans 8.28 world where I believe that there could be good found in everything because that's what God's word says. And I think what I want to say tonight, and this is a crazy, crazy thing to say. Well, what I want to say is that COVID didn't just knock us off rhythm. COVID exposed the ways we've been off rhythm for a very, very long time. Let, let, let me say that one more time. COVID didn't just knock us off rhythm. It did, but it did more than that. COVID showed us, it exposed, it revealed how off rhythm we've been for a long time. It exposed things that have been off for longer than just one year. That's something that I firmly believe. As I talk to people, as I hear from people and they tell me about COVID, they talk about things in their life that are different now. And I say, wait, 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 
hasn't that always been the case for you? Haven't you always been this type of person or ha haven't things always been this way for you? No, 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 COVID. Wait, wait, did COVID just reveal? Did COVID just show those things? And I think it's helpful for us to, to go back, you know, a couple years or two years, whatever, and go back and say, wait, 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 what did COVID expose? And I'm going to share a little bit from my life about what COVID exposed for me, how I got off rhythm in COVID, but how it was really things that have been off rhythm for a long time and how COVID actually invited me to put things back on rhythm. And so tonight, my hope is that I can show you two things that God has shown me in this season. And you can then take a look at your life and say, wait, 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 where have I been off rhythm? And, and is COVID the reason or is it because of systems and patterns that I've had in my life for so long and COVID just exposed them. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to look at the way that God set up a couple things in our life and how COVID didn't knock those off necessarily, but just expose them. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to jump into God's word. And if you know me, you know, we're headed straight to Genesis chapter one. It's always, always where we go. So let's, um, let's pray and then we'll jump into God's word. Lord, it is still so strange to do this over the internet to, um, preach or to share or to talk or whatever, God, it's just strange. Uh, and um, Lord, tonight, as we talk about rhythm and being off rhythm and how COVID, God, knocked us all off rhythm, God, Lord, I just pray that you would be using your power and your love and your grace, God, to, to just pull us back towards you. This sermon's not meant to be uh, a sermon about moralism, saying we need to do better, we need to do differently, God. No, this this sermon tonight, God, this this devotion tonight is to, to invite us deeper into a life with you to invite us deeper into reality with you. And so God, I, I know that there are a lot of us who, who look at our year and say, man, COVID screwed it all up. But God, there are some patterns in our life that have been um, um, pretty off sync for a while. And COVID might have just exposed those. And, and Lord, tonight, I just pray that we would dive deeper in with you to see ways that we could jump back on track and get back in rhythm with you. Unlike that video, God, so often we live our life like that video. We're just out of sync and we can't really figure out why. Maybe tonight, God, through your spirit, you will show some of us why our life's been off sync and what, what we can do to change that. So Lord, I pray this all in your son's name. Amen. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, we're in Genesis 1. For me, uh, it's right here in the beginning. In the beginning. Uh, and, and we'll read Genesis 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the water. So as we know, there's really nothing happening at this point, but God is there and we're introduced to God right in the beginning and God is a creative God. God is creating something. He's doing something new. Verse three, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. So that's day one. It's day one of creation. God creates light, and God creates darkness. And he names them, and then he's done. He says it's good, and then he's done. Or he doesn't call it good yet, but he will eventually. He, 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 that's basically the pattern that God establishes in creation. If you follow the next six days, that's what God does. He says something, that thing is created, he calls it good, and then it's done. So really early on, we see that God works in rhythms. God works in tempo. God works at a pace. Says something, it's created, he's done, right? And that's kind of the major rhythm of Genesis 1-1. God is creating, God is speaking, and he calling, he calling it good. That's the rhythm we see. But if you look at the very end of Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, you see this. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in their vast array. So everything's done. 
And God, his rhythm is not to just keep on going, to keep on working, to keep on hustling. That's not God's rhythm. Look what he does. Chapter two. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had been done. Think about the rhythm. He creates. It's good. He speaks. He creates. It's good. He speaks. He creates. It's good. He speaks. He creates. It's good. And then he rests. The creator of the universe, who created everything, has built into the rhythm of his DNA rest. I mean, that's pretty incredible. And then you look at Exodus chapter 20, it's the Ten Commandments, but you look at verse 8, uh, Exodus 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God, just like him. So God's saying, model your life after mine. Model your rhythms after my rhythms. Model your way of being after mine. You will work and then you will have a Sabbath day to the Lord your God. On it you shall do, not do any work, neither you nor your son nor your daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy." So we are supposed to emulate God's rhythm. And do you see how everybody is covered here? It's not just like, hey, husbands, don't work on the seventh day. Just watch football and hang out. Or like, wives, you had a long, hard week. Just kick your feet up and your man's going to do everything. Or, or kids, let your parents do all the work on Sunday. It's your day to hang out and do homework. No, every single group is covered. Rest. It is so important that every single person, every single person in God's creation, every single thing in God's creation is resting. That is how important rest is to the rhythm of the Lord. And he wants to build that into our life as well. And now COVID, I would say COVID did not throw off my rest. COVID exposed how much I wasn't resting before COVID. I, I, I was looking it up and I, I'm not the only one. I was looking at some statistics. There was a Gallup poll in 2019. It revealed that the average work week for Americans was 47 hours. Now, if you're, if you're doing math, five days a week for eight hours that's 40 hours. So there's an extra seven hours on there. That's almost a full work day in addition to a work day that Americans were working. And then more than 50% of full-time employees logged more than 60 hours a week. This was in 2019. This was right before COVID. We didn't rest before COVID. And COVID forced me to rest because I was working literally right here for like eight months and I was working a ton. My work did not slow down during COVID. I was on Zoom for about 37 hours a day, and then I was figuring out how to do live streams for the youth, and I was working with my team, and I was FaceTiming with students, and I was trying to solve problems, and I was dealing with so much, and it was just so much work, and I was like, this is the most I've ever worked in my entire life. But the crazy thing happened is when I would turn my computer off for the day, I would be home. There's no car ride to process. There's no delayed unwind. I was home. We would make dinner, we would talk, and it was like 6.30 or 7.00. Instead of it being like eight or nine when my night ends or my night starts getting to the unwind point, we were hitting it so early. And I was like anxious. I was like, I need to do more work. I need to be prepping more. I need to... But no, COVID showed me, man, I was working so much. That was such an unsustainable pattern. I was working so much and COVID caused me to slow down. Because friends, when you are out of rhythm with God, that is an unsustainable way to live. And you don't need a sermon to tell you that. You don't need a sermon to tell you how hard it is to be busy and how hard it is to live your life well when you are busy. 
And it isn't just working. It isn't just working. It's social stuff too. Man, how often do we just program our weekends? Oh, Friday's here. I got to see these people on Saturday, these people on Sunday, these people Friday night. We're going to get hit lunch with these people. We're going to get dinner with these people. We're going to do brunch with these people. Like we just programmed our lives to the max. And so when COVID happened, we had to, we had to stop all that stuff. I think there was a moment where we're all like, whoa, 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 this is awful. Then I think we had a point before we all got like stir crazy in July and then COVID spiked again. We are kind of like, whoa. This is actually nice. This is nice to be home. This is nice to be here and to be forced inside. And that's the rhythm. God had to force us all to stop. He looked at the 47-hour work weeks, the 60-hour work weeks, and said, I gotta do something about this. And in the Romans 8.28 world, God says, this is gonna be a really good time for you guys to rest. This is gonna be a really good time for you guys to embrace your limits because the more we try to fight against our limits, the more we're out of rhythm, the more we live our life like that Phil Wickham video. That is an unsustainable way to be. And I hear so many people, myself included, who are like, man, once I get vaccinated or once I'm done with this, I'm going to go outside, I'm going to go to Coachella, I'm going to crowd surf, I'm going to like go to Dodger games and run on the field and I get tackled by a security guard. I don't care. I want to go to the dirtiest, grimiest concert and lick the floor. Like, but but I, I have to pause and I have to say like, wait, why am I in a rush to go back off sync? Like, why am I in a rush to get off rhythm so quickly? And it's crazy because I, I, I am convicted by that thought. And then I read scripture and I see like in Mark 4, Jesus rests, right? There's the storm happening and Jesus is just sleeping. Jesus sensed the need for rest. He saw it in his father and he saw it. He, he modeled it for his disciples. We see that and he knew the rhythm. And so that is something that I think COVID didn't just knock off but expose. We were not great at resting. We did not have a sustainable rest pattern and COVID really exposed that for me. And another thing that COVID exposed for me and didn't just knock it off, but it exposed, man, COVID exposed how little I prayed before COVID. I don't think that there was a time in my life where I prayed more than like, March 13th to like March 25th, 2020. It was like, I pray that we don't get this pandemic. I pray that we don't, you know, I pray we get toilet paper. I pray we get water. I pray we don't die. I pray Megan's grandma doesn't die. I pray my mom doesn't. I just pray all of these things. And I was praying for finances and, and for friends and for everything. And it was just like, oh my gosh, I am praying so much. And, and, and it gave me a moment to say, wait, why am I waiting for a global pandemic to up my prayer life? Like, why does it take something so drastic, so big for my prayer life to change? It was a difficult moment, and it just showed me, hey, you didn't pray before this, and you think everything's going bad now, so that's why you're praying. And I think that is so often our posture. Things are going bad, so we pray. Things go back to normal, we don't pray. Friends, that is not the rhythm of life that we have been tasked with as Christians. If you have your Bibles, flip over to the Gospel of Mark in the New Testament. In the beginning of Mark, Mark 135, we see a really incredible thing where Jesus engages in what we would call a quiet time, right? Mark 135. On my Bible, it says, Jesus prays in a solitary place. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus went out and prayed. Oh, <laughs> Got a little kid across the way. Love that. But Jesus went out and he prayed. He found a solitary place and prayed. And there was no global pandemic. There was no huge crisis to be solved. I mean, there kind of was for these people. But he, he just went off and found time 
to pray. And this is not just something he did once. This isn't just like a, a, a passage where you're like, oh, Jesus prayed once, we can call it. No, there are so many places in the Gospels where we see Jesus praying. We see Matthew 14, Matthew 19, Matthew 26, Mark 14. But my favorite is in Luke 5, 16, where the author says, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. That's the rhythm of life for Jesus. Constant prayer, constant connection with his father. That is a rhythm of life. Jesus did it often. And man, COVID exposed to me that I didn't do it enough. And maybe it exposed it to you too. Because you can look at your prayer life, or you can look at your journaling life, or your quiet time, or the way you're reading your Bible. And you say, man, it got really, really different during COVID. But what was it like before that? That's the question to be asking. And those aren't the only two, right? Those aren't the only two things, but those are just the two things that came to mind as I think of my rhythms and the things that God has been teaching me. But there are other things. There's fasting, there's community, there's giving, there's time in the word, there's being creative, being active. These are all important rhythms within the larger rhythm of the Christian life that I think we ought to be taking stock of frequently. Because when we recognize that these things may be off, we can start to get on the pattern of course correcting. We can get them back on so they don't throw off the entire rhythm of our life. Because that's the thing I see most when I meet with people, when I meet with students or I meet with families and and something crazy big is happening, we can pull back some of the layers. What is your guys' family time like? What is your relationship like with technology? What is your relationship like with money? What is your relationship like with the opposite sex? Where are the other things out of rhythm? Because I guarantee that there's a lot of things out of rhythm that cause the big thing to go out of rhythm. And I think that's what COVID is showing us. We weren't resting well. We weren't praying well. Maybe we weren't giving well. We weren't doing community well. We weren't reading our Bibles well. We weren't being creative well. We weren't being active well. And God is saying, we got to pull it back. We got to rein it in because If you don't do that, you will be so off rhythm and things will be so much harder. And so we can hear messages like this where I'm like, we got to get back on rhythm. We got to get back on a sustainable thing. And I think it's really easy to beat yourself up and to say, well, I got to do more. I got to wake up tomorrow at 545 and read all of Habakkuk and then do CrossFit and then fast and go volunteer at a soup kitchen. And, you know, that's what we think we have to do. And I just think that's unsustainable as well. I think that's swinging in the other direction because then we're just idolizing results. We're saying, if I just do this, then things will be different. Things will be better. That's not sustainable because you do it once, you fail, and then you're mad. I mean, how many of us have restarted our year-long Bible plans already, and it's only March, right? Like, that is unsustainable. So I think that there's something helpful we can do, not just being stagnant and saying, well, this is who I am now. COVID threw everything off, and I'm not going to do anything. And swinging the other way where we're saying, I need to just go full moralism and just fix everything myself. We have to find a middle ground. And I I think if we're going to use the music metaphor of going off rhythm, we can think of our life as having tracks. And your life has a drum track and a bass track and a keyboard track and a guitar track and a vocal track. We don't need to add any more tracks. You don't need to add in trumpets or a bassoon. You don't need to add in some EDM trap remix, although I would really like to listen to that. You don't need to add any of that in. And I think if you went took your you, the you know the song of your life to a producer, they would look at it. They say there's too many tracks here. We don't we don't need to do anything to add them. We need to EQ, which is when they take the individual tracks and they change the sound a little bit to make it better, to make it fit. Friends, we don't need to add more. We just need to EQ parts of our life because you have 24 hours in a day. And if that was good enough for God to create the world, it's good enough for you to establish some healthy rhythms to get back into life with him. And I think that's the call we have in COVID, not to add more, to build up, but to build in. What would it look like for you to EQ your life? What what would it look like for you to EQ your life in the area of prayer or the area of rest? Those are two questions I have for you. And I can hear the responses. Hunter, I have a family. You, You know how hard it is for me to 
pull a Mark 135 and find a solitary place to pray? I can't do that. Okay, I'll grant you that. But what's your dinner time routine like with your family? What's your nighttime routine like with your kids? Do you have time to pray then? Do you have time to engage with them in prayer? Do you have time to ask them how their day is and see if you can pray for anything? Do you have time to share what God is doing? I would say so. And that's a time. You don't have to add anything. You're already there anyway. You just build it in. I think that's a really sustainable way for you to EQ that part of your life. What about rest? You say, well, COVID might have been good for you, man, but I had to work two jobs. I had to figure everything out. Look, I get that. I understand that. I know that was a lot of work in COVID, and my heart goes out to all of us who had to do more during COVID. But I want to challenge you. What does your unwinding from work look like? When you come home from a long day, is it Netflix? Is it Instagram? TikTok? Is it go to the fridge, grab whatever cold, tasty beverage you might have? Is it just you disengaging? What would it look like for you to actively rest where you say, I'm going to actually just sit here and listen to what God has for me. I'm actually just going to sit here and listen to what the Lord wants to tell me. And that's what I'm getting at tonight. These things, COVID might have exposed them, but they might have been off for a very, very long time. And and maybe tonight's an opportunity for you to take stock of your life. And it's not just rest. It's not just prayer. Maybe it's giving or fasting or or whatever. But you you can take some time with the Lord and determine that. And And you say, man, these things have been out of sync for quite some time. And I think the big meta question I'm asking, like the auto-tune of your life, I think, is the question, how can I orient this moment to the things of God? How can I orient this moment? How can I EQ this moment to the things of God? That's the challenge I'm leaving for the Coastline family this week. Where can you EQ or build into the rhythm of your life the things of God? How can you turn what you're doing, driving, being home with your family, Waking up in the morning, going for a walk, working. How can you orient those moments to God? Because if we start doing those micros, then the macros, we're going to be living in rhythm and in sync with the Lord. And that's what, that's what I think God wants for us at Coastline. And man, that's what, I have, that's what I have been working on through him and in him during COVID. So thanks for listening, guys. I'm going to invite Megan to come back. Uh, we'll, we'll chat a little bit. And then got some, a really fun announcement for all the, for all the youth here. So hi, babe. Thank you.